Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Freight Caviar Podcast. Uh, today, we have Jake McPaul, the VP of Supply Chain at Smallhold. Uh, Jake, thank you so much for taking your time to be on the show today. Of course, you got it. Uh, so, Jake, uh, you have a fascinating background because you used to be a freight broker at CH uh, Robinson, and now yeah. you're dealing, you're a shipper, essentially, you're dealing with brokers and trucking companies all day. So, definitely have a lot of uh interesting inputs and to, to see like how the logistics world really is. And uh, right before we recorded, you said that the freight broker is a punching bag. And I, I wanted uh, to dive in to, if you could explain why, why, why is a freight broker a punching bag? The freight broker essentially is a punching bag because they are responsible for solving any problems that might arise. So um, a truck breaks down, uh, a carrier is late for a pickup, a carrier, no call, no shows, um, whatever you and I know from our brokerage days that are headaches, you know, as the shipper, you can always just call the broker and you have your customer rep and you just lay into your customer rep and you force them to get whatever you need done. Um, and it's on the broker in order to maintain the business relationship that you have to go out and get done what is needed. Um, you know, I think there's a million brokers out there, right? So service is key. If they're not going to service you to the expectations, you can just drop them and carry on and go to a new one and probably get similar rates. So <laughs> no matter what happens, the, the broker's always getting beat down. Um, and then even like in the, in the, when the market's shifting, um, the brokers is the one that's constantly trying to deal with, um, you know, at the market recently, right. The market's been insanely hot, probably falling off a little bit right now, but the brokers are again, the truck trucking companies, direct carriers are beating up the brokers time and time again on rates. So it's the customer beating up on one end and the actual carriers beating up the brokers on the other end. So it's constant. Yeah, definitely. As a shipper, why why won't you just work directly with a trucking company? Um, again, like going back to that service piece, you know, there's a million different things that can happen with a shipment. Um, and I think we were, I was mentioning it earlier, like I have a extensive background in shipping produce. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those produce loads are expedited need to make delivery, um, you know, working with big retailers, big retailers need the product to arrive on time so they can fulfill their stores and make sure their shelves are full. So anytime there's a breakdown, um, you know, you need to, or anything, you need to solve for it. And working with a direct carrier, I think you're limited unless it's the huge carriers. Like if you work with like a Knight or a Swift or any of these huge, you know, JB Hunts, huge asset carriers, they can problem solve for you. They have assets everywhere. They can go into their portal, figure out where the trucks are, reroute things and problem solve. But if you're working with a guy with like a hundred trucks and he's using his assets to cover shipments going you know, across the country, your flexibility is gone. Um, whereas the broker can come in and decide, okay, carrier A is broken down. I'm going to utilize carrier B or C or however in their huge network to problem solve. Um, yeah. So I think that's kind of where the, the brokerage is like a, a necessary evil, if you will. Sure. 
I mean, it's it's interesting because a lot of people think either brokers are going to go away because uh, technology is going to replace them. And there's no need for brokers just because like I, I've, I've heard examples from like venture capitalists who, who don't really know logistics, never worked in logistics, but they just see the idea that, oh, there used to be like a stockbroker and now there's Robinhood. So the same thing is going to be in logistics and logistics is like very behind in terms of technology. So like, certainly, yeah, but like, I, I have a feeling that like shippers don't want to let go of brokers. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've always worked in food. Um, I've always shipped food. I've always shipped time sensitive things. I think, yeah, you could probably replace drive van loads that are low margin shipments that, aren't high touch. You can probably definitely replace those. Um, but when you're talking about food shipments and even pharma shipments, you need to have a broker in there or just a human essentially servicing the, the shipment. Um, sure. So, you know, I, I do agree to a point that technology can remove at least part of the equation. Um, but, you know, those high service, high touch shipments, there, yeah. there's always going to need to be a human involved. Definitely. And I, I'm guessing mushrooms are pretty high value, right? Cause uh, that's what you're shipping. Uh, I wouldn't say they're, they're high value. Depends. I mean, if you have a full truckload of like morels or Chantel, like really like rare mushrooms, yeah, yeah. it's going to be insane high value, but um, they are highly perishable, like highly. Okay. Perishable. They, they can't be on the road very long. They're, they don't like being in boxes. So, you know, basically what you're trying to do is get from A to B ASAP. And honestly, what we're trying to solve for is reducing that A to B. So that's why we're okay. building farms cl cl like close to the consumer so that the consumer can have a higher quality mushroom that is fresher than, you know, your standard mushrooms that are shipping around the country now going long distances on the road for a while sometimes co-load it with other products that um, could even impact the mushroom. Sure. And uh, where are those farms right now located? Uh, so our first one is in Brooklyn. Uh, our second one is in Austin proper, so South Austin. The third one we built, which is our largest to date, is in Buda, Texas, which is between San Antonio and Austin. And then our fourth is currently underway in Vernon, California. So like just, I think, uh, Southwest of downtown LA. Okay. And so you got, uh, this mushroom, these mushroom farms, like, let's say about Brooklyn, uh, where are you shipping these mushrooms? Like you're, cause you're shipping them out of Brooklyn, right? So yeah, we're, so in Brooklyn, for example, we do a lot of restaurant traps. So direct to restaurants, um, and then we also do like direct to Whole Foods. So we're going and we're doing DSD delivery in Whole Foods. Um, okay. And then we're actually in Brooklyn right now, we're limited. We <laughs> demand far out seeds, what we can grow. Um, okay. So we're actually, we're eventually planning on a, another farm in the Northeast to meet our demand. Um, and then for example, in Austin, we're going in as far as Dallas. So going up to Safeway, we're going up to Misfits Market in Dallas, and then we're doing deliveries in San Antonio and deliveries in Austin, uh, Whole Foods, Central Market, uh, retailers. And then also okay. small, like direct to restaurant deliveries and also working with distributors. Okay. And 
I know before our conversation, we were talking about like the complexities of dealing with uh, trucks in the Brooklyn area. And so you're not sending 53 foot driving or 53 foot reefers to pick these loads up. You're sending in box trucks, straight trucks, right? Yeah. So it's 26 foot reefer trucks that are straight trucks. Okay. Um, I mean, you can imagine any big city, but especially in the Northeast where the streets are old, the streets are tight, the streets are small. A lot of like, even like the building infrastructure is not at dock level. Um, so a lot of times you're dealing with like a truck blocking off the street while traffic's trying to get by with his door open while a forklift is coming and p- taking a pallet at a time. So it's a headache. You cannot, you can't send a 53. And that's like, honestly, where warp has come in, like 26 foot trucks are not easy to source. And I think we mentioned this before, you know, even at a brokerage, when you think about booking a truck, you're like always thinking 53 foot drive in or 53 foot reefer. That 26 foot truck, you, it's not just easily available. Um, so that's where warp has come in, where we need 26 foot reefers. Uh, we need to be able to get into the city. We need to be able to get out of the city and you call warp and they're, they're there with the 26 footers. And um, honestly, it's honestly even easier to even deal with the 26 foot truck when you're going into grocery stores. Um, and hopefully in the future, we're using warp to co-load with other grocers and can handle that. They can handle the DSD deliveries going to restaurants or even grocery stores. Um, that's at least the future goals. Okay. 